You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Hello, all you sexy souls. Welcome back to the Salty Sex Cast. It's your host, Mariah. If you're just tuning in, welcome. If you're returning, hello again. I am a nationally board certified health and wellness coach, and I have my master's degree in health and wellness education. And it is just a personal mission of mine to really spread accurate information, but also show some of the you know, stories and information we don't get to hear about and don't have the opportunity to hear from firsthand. So today I'm so excited to introduce my guest, Cindy Starfall. And if that name maybe tickles your brain a little bit, you might have stumbled upon one of her videos. Um, but she is a adult entertainer. Um, how else would you title what you do and who you are, Cindy? I would say I'm an adult entertainer and I'm also an entrepreneur myself because I also might have my other side business outside of the sex business. Mm-hmm. So when you say sex business, what does that entail? Well, for now, I do a lot of um, OnlyFans videos. So I shoot a lot of myself uh, video. I discontinue from going on to like a mainstream production because it's just better for me to cut out a middleman. And uh, mm. I just like to be creative. I'm more in control of my content more. You know, mm-hmm. it's whatever I feel like creativity, I could do it versus working for somebody else. And then it just frees up a lot more time for me um, to handle my other size of business, which is real estate as well. So, oh, fine. So it's like two different spectrum. When I when a lot of people think about my life, it's like the really fun, sexy spectrum. And then like, I, I wouldn't say real estate is boring. It's just like, <laughs> I want to create a, you know, like a more secure future when mm. I no longer want to do this side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like two different sides of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so smart to have that plan for the future and know, you know, um, I think when folks think of an adult entertainer or a porn star or a cam girl, only fans, content creator, however you want to define that, that they don't really think of that human person that yeah. has long-term needs. They're just like, oh, this person's going to be doing this yeah. forever when sometimes, and definitely in our, our culture, (laughs) you know, aging and things like that. Um, and so it's really awesome that you have that plan for yourself. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people that I have approached, even my family, honestly, um, they just think that's the only thing you could do. And that's, that's like, that's what define you. So I want to tell people, you know, porn stars are also people, whether strippers, any sex type of worker, they are also people, they're human being, this is their job. But we know how to separate between our job and our personal life. Mm-hmm. It never really mixes in with us. We just separate them separately. Like we don't even see a sex. We just see like a performance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a performance, a scene, an acting. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. yeah in this type of job and I feel like a lot of people could get mixed up because they feel like well sex is so personal it is but when when you get on the camera it's more like a performance it's like an acting I'm an actress mm-hmm. and but I can also do other things outside the camera and I think sometimes people get messed up like what like you invest in stock you have your house your real estate it's it's almost blow their mind <laughs> but that I cannot do anything else but being on set um so that's why I want to educate a lot of people like, yet yeah, you know, a lot of men like to fantasize me is really, you know, hot porn star. And I love being that, but there's also other sides of me. There's different mm-hmm. layers of me. I love being that. I know you don't want to see this nerdy Asian girl on the other side, but that's what I do. <laughs> I do with a lot of data and numbers and all that stuff be- behind the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of hot sex worker, you were named one of the top 20 hottest Asian, um, porn stars of 2022. Oh so Thank I don't you know so if you much. knew that that was floating. No, around. I didn't know that. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's just <up> my day. <laughs> yeah. I hope it makes your day. Um, so it is really cool to see that. And sex workers are people, they have these long-term plans. Um, you do invest, invest financially, Um, So you invest for financial future, but what do you do to invest in you as a person, as a human with needs? What else do you do to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally? Uh, Personally, I love traveling. Personally, when I go on travel, a lot of traveling trip, I like to take myself. That's this, I, I joke and I say, this keep me sane because I like to see different places how people live, it's opened up my eyes. And I go to like some some shady country and people just like, you know, like, aren't you afraid? And I say, I just wanna see. Cause sometimes the media can make things differently than the way it really is. You know, like, oh, Colombia is very dangerous, very this. And if, when when I go, you know, they people are super friendly. So it's totally different. I like to always have my own opinion about it. So that's how I can take care of myself just to get, just to be away from things for a little bit, turn up my phone and just enjoy the moment. Sometimes I think we're so busy that we forget to enjoy the moment and we, we just go, go, go all the time. And that's what my life is. But when I travel, I get to just be myself. I don't have to entertain anybody. I don't, I could just be me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you are a creative entrepreneur, sometimes it's hard to turn off that brain because you're always thinking of like, oh, I could do this. I could create that. I've got to edit this. I've got to post that. And it can easily take over every spare second of your life. I know that for my own um, business and my own podcast, everything like that, it does, it can creep in really easily. So I love that you set time and go travel and all of that for yourself. Um, so I, I let our producer know that I was having you on this show and he couldn't make it in to, to say hi or anything, but Brady wanted to know, um, how does what you do affect your personal sex life? Um, 
I mean, it does affect a little bit, but because I keep it very separate, I tell every man that I date, I say, look, this is what I do. I don't try to hide from them because I want them to be secure enough and strong enough as a man to deal with me. You know, like I don't want it to be any insecure, but I did tell them, look, what I do on set or what I do in video is purely a job, is work for me. Me and my co-star, he probably married, you know, or he has his long life going on. When the camera shut off, that's what we do. We go separate way. I come home to you or, Mm -hmm. and that's just what it is. It's very separate. So Mm -hmm. he... Whoever I date has to be mature enough to understand that conversations and don't let that get into their head. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it does affect a little bit because they could be like, well, you know, they could listen to their friends or something like, well, how can you do that? You know, like she's out there doing all this. Um, but I, I only see, I don't see it as cheating because I only see it as like a performance. I'm acting, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I do I mean, I'm really good at it so <laughs> I just I enjoyed it I'm having fun and I feel like I love the freedom so much that if anybody tried to make me quit before I'm even ready and that's like a red flag for me oh yeah yeah that's a controlling thing I mean whatever it may be um, even if it was a, a partner who wanted you to quit real estate, right? It looks the same way. Like, this is for me. This is my thing. This isn't for you. You don't have a say in this and we can communicate about that. So I can see it really takes a high level of maturity, understanding and clear communication for yeah. someone to be very comfortable with that. Yeah, someone to be comfortable and it's that, you know, understand that I'm not a college girl that able to I'm free 24-7. I'm not like that. You know, I have my <laughs> my 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 OnlyFans stuff, I get a shoe video, and then I have my real estate stuff on the other side. So mm-hmm. when we hang out, then we can hang out. But other than that, you know, I'm not always free 24-7. Mm-hmm. So it does make it hard with the schedule to, you know, to date or other than that. But I just keep saying to myself, when it's ready, when it's ready, you know, there's mature men out there. So I'm not, I'm not rushing. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with myself. I could eat dinner by myself. I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, You don't need that other person to complete you. They just add on when they're ready, when they come into your life. Yeah. Add on. That's the great, that's a great uh, (laughs) time. I need an add on. (laughs) Yeah. Just an add on. Um, So when, you know, you are an entrepreneur, you do a lot of these things um, yourself, you know, when you were saying you shoot videos, other things, do you do it all? Do you shoot, edit, post, all of that? Or do you have a team behind you? Um, Depend on which type of video, if it's really hard to shoot different angle, then I will have a team with me. But most of the time, a lot of my fans love for my OnlyFans to be more of, you know, like personal, like I'm talking Mm. to them. So I always like to joke, I have multiple boyfriends every day that I talk to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and they become that when you have such a deep connection with some of those, you know, patrons and things, 
that you do get to know them. They get to know you. And so that's yeah, really and I like to keep my relationship with my fans personal because, you know, you, you have that connection and I, I, I do feel for them. I understand them. I know where they come from. And um, yes, you know, they are my customer. They, they help me. They pay for custom video, anything like that. But in a way, I'll see them as my friend because they understand me. They understand my work. Mm-hmm. And they not, you know, disrespectful or anything like that to me. Yeah. Well, it's a very intimate connection. And I'm sure if they were ever disrespectful, they get the boot. No, so. they get the block right Move away. over I, and I, there's I someone else who wants your yeah, spot. Yeah, I don't deal with that. I was just like, the other day, I was just talking to my friend and my friend was like, why is it so like such a turn on for these men to degrade you? Because there are, mm-hmm. you know, one out of 10. That's like they get off by, oh, you know, uh, does your mom know you raise a whore or, you know, you're this, you're that. And it just, I just yeah. laugh because I just block them. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you're, you, you're wasting my time. It doesn't hurt me enough to care. And so that you just, that is so nice that you can block them and get rid of that. And not yeah, I don't waste my time to argue with them. It's like, it's not, it's not worth my time. You know, I just mm-hmm. block them. I mean, at the end, you're the one that follow me. You're the one who Googled that and got it <laughs> and his part. That's funny. <laughs> so, but whatever make you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I think that's one thing I tell a lot of new girls in this business is have thick skin because Mm. any entertainment business, people are going to talk shit about you. People are going to say, oh, you're so fat. You're so skinny. You're this, you're that. Um, Like when I first got in a business, oh, your tits is so small. Like, you know, you need to change your hair. You need to fix your teeth. You just need to do this. This is like, it was overwhelming for me when I got in 10 years ago. Wow. And I would say, no, you know, I'm sure there's men out there that love a natural look, not always the porn star, big titties type yeah. of look. Mm-hmm. I find myself prettier when I'm just natural and I just like to stay this way 10 years later. And, you know, and there are a fan base for that. So I obviously, think, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I tell every girl who doubt that they can't do, I say, look, there's like a body type for everybody. Like that's a type mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah, there is a type for everybody. Everybody. Of every woman's figure. Like you don't have to feel insecure about your body. Mm -hmm. As long I feel like they men is more attracted to confidence. So whether or not you're size zero or size 10, if you're confident and do what you do, I feel like men are attracted to that more. Mm -hmm. And if you appreciate it. You know, if you know that you can only rock that body, do it. And it really shows it's so contagious too. Um, I love that you brought that up because I think that is a, um, a big worry for a lot of people, especially women as they watch porn and they see these other female figures, they're like, I have to look like that to perform like that, or to have that type of sex or to be that type of intimacy. Um, and so I always love to, you know, show that you don't have to be. And so thank you for saying that because you come from that experience. It's not yeah. just me saying it. <laughs> yeah, I always love, you know, it doesn't matter what size the woman is, as long as she's confident in her body and the way she talks. I feel that's very sexy to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just sexy. Like, wow, she know what she's doing. 
So I'm fortunate because I get to tour a lot in the, a different strip club in different state for like to do me and greet. So I meet a lot of strippers and they always want to join a porn industry. And they always say, well, you know, I'm not that skinny or I'm not this. It's like, don't worry about it. It's just, mm-hmm. you just do it. And there's always the, a person for somebody. Yeah. What is maybe your favorite part of your job? Like what really excites you or that you could probably do for a long, long time? It excites me when it comes to like the acting, like a different personality that I can embody. Um, Every day is different for me. So Mm. like yesterday I shot a Hollywood Halloween set and I play uh, Pennywise oh and I thought it would be so funny and I joke my friend uh, with my crew I say wow I'm really good at being psycho <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we all have it in us I love that we all That's have so it in us somehow right and mm-hmm. I just feel and but then you know the day before that I was you know a schoolgirl or something and it was just so different every time no, no day is the same so that's excite me about it mm-hmm. um but most importantly I love this job because it gives me the opportunity like financially to take care of myself and I don't need a man to take care of me to to ever say like you know I asking for his money or anything like that I like yeah. to just able to leave a toxic relationship if I have to. Yeah. Or even, even if it's not toxic, it's just not healthy. So it's just not for you. Um, so I love that just being able to not be dependent on someone, just yourself, you have a skill set. you are building other skill sets and other investments. So it's just really wonderful. So you're not tied to one thing. Yeah. Um, but you haven't always been in this industry and you haven't always been this open with sex. So I'd love to really talk about that because, um, you know, me growing up in a strict religious home and not really, and having sex and sexuality being very demonized, it was very bad. We don't talk about it. Um, it's this mystery thing that happens behind closed doors and, uh, don't ask questions. So how was growing up for you and what were the messages around sex and sexuality that you had? It's very similar to yours, your experience, everything. Yeah, this, they know there's sex out there, but we don't talk about it. And that's what's funny about a Vietnamese culture. There's always something behind door. We know that it's going on, but we don't admit it's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could be very close-minded. And my family don't definitely don't talk about sex. I have to hide everything. And me being a, a, a woman or a girl in the my family my voice is like there's no opinion I'm more like a puppet they tell me where to go who who to talk to I didn't have a say in anything and all all they would tell me oh go study you know go do this go do nursing so I, I was just tired of being told what to do and I think People, one one person told me, I think you did porn because it's a statement move. And I say, I, you know what? I did. Like, this huh. is a statement move. Yes, I can do other things. Yes, I can have other job. But I can't, I wanted to do whatever I want to do at that point. You know, at that point, I didn't give a fuck about, you know, what whose opinion anymore. And which is so funny because after 10 years, my family is still very close-minded with sex. They know what I do, mm-hmm. 
But let's say, for example, recently I had my ma- my mom come over and she was talking to me about these girls from Bunny Ranch because she does nail and she happens to go there to do the girl's nail. Okay. And she said, the girls treat me really nice. You know, they tip me nice and then they, um, I, they, they pay me really well. And I said, oh, that's good. And she said, but I don't think I'll go back. I say, why? She said, because I'm just scared of STD. And I say, do you plan to fuck them? <laughs> or like, <laughs> but I say, let me tell you, mom, like these girls, because it's their job, they actually more tested than normal girls. Yeah. Then anyone off the street, I would trust someone from an establishment like that than yeah. just someone I don't know. <laughs> but my family is so close-minded that she believes that she, if she's in the proximity or in the environment of any sex worker, she mm. will get disease because these girls are just walking disease. And I say, no, you do know what I do. And I am not like that. We get tested every two weeks. And it's not, STD doesn't transfer like that. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like AIDS is just not in the air. <laughs> like yeah. I have, they so close-minded and such an ignorant comment that I think mm-hmm. I kind of got mad because I like, I have, I have to tell you, like, this is not like that. You can't think like that. Like you can't speak out loud like that, you know? And that you said that they, they treat you well. So why not? Why can't you just see them as the girl that treat you well, not because of what they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have to change my family's thinking a lot. Whether or not they listen to me, they probably don't. But at least I said my piece. Like, And a lot of people do think so. It's not just my mom. You know, if you're around sex workers, like instantly you get STD. <laughs> and it, it's, it's sad. It's the yeah. way that society thinks so. But just because they see you on camera, so they see what you do, all suddenly you're more dirtier than the girl that you meet in the bar. Even mm-hmm. though she could have done all that before you met her. Yeah. You didn't see her on camera. So all suddenly it's okay, right? Mm. So, um, so I have to kind of like educate my mom that and my family is not like that like you those are people's also people you can't talk about them because they work at you know a ranch or something yeah yeah I love that you're just just like you said even if you're not changing their opinion in that conversation you're able to share your piece and those little conversations will add up eventually even if it's not your mom it's changing maybe someone else overhears Or, you know, it's, it's maybe she shares that with a friend and the friend's like, oh, maybe even if it doesn't change your mom, but it really is. It does make an impact. That's why every episode, every conversation I have, I know I'm making an impact. It might be small. We still have so far to go in society, but but it's not going to stop me. It's better than nothing, right? It's better than because a lot of Asian community, we go by gossiping, by gossiping. Oh, yes. Yes. so much gossiping behind the door behind That's the what my mom door. Listen to like all the time and but she knows what I do and I say mom you know what I do like you know I would consider myself a sex worker too because whether or not I do on camera you know like I never been to the bunny ranch but th- those are also sex worker the stripper girl is also sex worker yeah. 
But if they treat you nicely, that's all you need to care about. And, you know, don't have to be afraid of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. And, and honestly, that fear causes far more harm yeah. than what is actually happening. And so um, one conversation at a time, we'll get there. Yeah. And I feel like me and my family is just very different. Yes. Sometimes there's we we just very different. Yeah, yeah, I was born in Vietnam, but I feel like my way of thinking about modern mm. and I'm more open-minded since I've been in this this industry, get to talk to people like you and meeting a lot of people outside, very sex positive. And I love that. And it just I was never been this confident. I would never talk back to my mom like the way I just told you ever. Uh-huh. Like 10 wow. years ago, I'm very wow. quiet. I'm very introvert. Mm-hmm. I was nerdy, but like, you know, I, I did not talk like that because every I just say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. But the industry helped me to learn how to say no. Like, no, I don't want this. No, wow. you know, like if somebody says something that is not correct, like, no, mom, you can't get STD like that. No, you know? <laughs> Wow, so that's incredible. That was a big step for me. And she's, she did tell me that, you know, she realized that I'm changing. And I say, well, we got to grow. You know, we got to grow. We can't just, I'm not that 18 years old Vietnamese girl anymore. Now I'm 32. Mm-hmm. And it seems a lot. And yeah, I've been through <laughs> a lot. So, <laughs> but I just like odd all of us sex worker has deal with people always degrading us all the time. And I mm-hmm. think it's more hurtful when it comes from your family. It does. It really does. Um, I want to commend you for your bravery, for allowing your family to know what you do and sharing that even with their opinions. I yet have told my family that I have this podcast. <gasps> So my family does not know. I am very quiet about it. My sister knows a couple other like cousins know, um, but I am very quiet about it because I'm not sure I'm ready for it. And so for you to be so brave with that and to handle it, you know, whether or not your mom's going to accept it, you can still tell her. And I'm sure that changed your relationship with her. It does. You did start saying no. And when you did, you know, do that. And so um, it is hard to have that. Yeah, it's definitely changed my relationship with my whole family a lot. Like my mom's the only one I talk to. The rest of my cousin like move away because they're afraid of STD. And like my sister didn't invite me to her wedding because, you know, like she realized she feel like if she has a porn star or something that would suck everyone cock. It's like it's hurtful because I still see her as my sister. Yeah. But then... I ended up come to peace with myself. Like, look, I don't do anything wrong. This is, if they have a problem with what I do, it's because they have a problem with that they do. And it's nothing we can do to change about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I come to peace with it. So I don't talk to anybody. Like, I don't, I don't hate them. I just let them be who they are. Yeah. And it's like, I don't talk to them, but it's just like, I feel more peaceful this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you do, you have to come to peace with it and, and knowing that it's going to change relationships and, um, you know, I, I am sorry that that happened and they're not ready to hear it or to be aware and, and sex positive enough to have that relationship with you, but I'm sure it's also helped you build really close 
friendships and, you know, it's the family you choose is what I like to say, where, you know, you have friends that do become like sisters and you really have those people who are understanding and they want to know you. Um, I'd love to know, you know, in, in things that you do that isn't sex work related, um, just like you were saying, um, in real estate, you know, someone's getting to know you or you're buying something from them or selling or whatever it is. And then they find out you're a porn star. How does that dynamic change? Usually what is the reaction? So I have like Airbnb properties, right? So I have to use my friend's profile. I don't want to use my face as the host. (laughs) (laughs) So before I use my face as a host and a lot of times they recognize me and they would be like, and of course, you know, a typical man will be like, well, are you going to be there when I check in? So it's oh, getting like very perverted for me. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a different side of me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I say, like, no, I'm not going to be there when you check in. It's self-check-in. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not going to see me at all. <laughs> so I ended up, and plus I don't want people to get uncomfortable because a porn star hosting it or something like that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I had to change myself. I stay on the download about it. And, um, I, I just have to keep it separate. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's what I do is different. You know, I'm Cindy on this side, but on the other side, I'm a different guard. So I just have to do, keep it on a down low. That's it. Yeah. I think that's smart. And it also protects you too. Just yeah. like you said, yeah. then people will continue to take you seriously and not send like no one, if I was a host of an Airbnb, cause they probably aren't going to recognize my face from a podcast. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, and somebody said that to me, I would be highly offended and yeah. probably block them and put them really low score or, you know, yeah. reigning for their, and so it's the audacity that people think they are allowed to treat you differently because, because of, of a different job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like, you don't ask like, for example, a guy came on my OnlyFans and asked for all the free videos. And I say, I'm sorry, I'm not able to afford to give you free videos because I shoot this. Like I have to yeah. put myself, my money, I'll pay my crew, pay location to shoot this for you. If I give it to you for free, like on the tube site or whatever, they can afford it. I can't do that. How mm-hmm. am I going to be making a living if I give it to you for free, you know? And just think of my job is a job. You don't go into a restaurant asking for free food. You got to pay first. Yeah. (laughs) So like you still got to pay somehow. So why is it my job is different than the way you treat other people's job? I think it is that mentality that um, you're an object. You're not a person. You don't have needs. You're just feeling my needs. And I think the more types of conversations we have like this, the more we show the human side, right? You know, you aren't just this fake porn star. You are a real person who happens to star in porn. That's it. Um, and so, you know, having that, um, childhood and history of very strict views on sex, How do you think maybe that, you know, you said it was really empowering and to take back and almost control 
mm-hmm. you know, to be able to choose this, um, for yourself. Do you think that gives you a different perspective than maybe, um, someone else who didn't grow up with sex positive messaging? It does because it helped me appreciate the freedom I have now. Before mm-hmm. I didn't have the freedom. I couldn't speak my mind. It's always around people was around me all the time. I couldn't go out. I didn't have the childhood like a lot of people did. And everything was designed for me. I was, you know, arranged marriage at 18. You know, my husband's already picked out. I didn't go through with it, but that I feel like there was always that confident and that, you know, rebel size inside of me, but I couldn't <laughs> act it out. Yeah. So I waited, I waited until I'm 18 years old. And that's when I just took off. I just took off. I didn't even tell anybody. I took yeah. off. I left the house. And then I just, you know, I used porn to pay off my college, um, college, um, what's it called? College loan, mm-hmm. because my family wouldn't fund for it. They want to be me to be a nurse or a lawyer or something. It was just never what I want to do. Yeah. And I feel like that really fire me up and give me that drive to really make it because I don't ever want to have to go back to my family and ask for money oh I didn't make it out there you know I left for Mm -hmm. a reason and it was like a sink or swim situation for me because I don't want to go back I'm too prideful right now to go back (laughs) (laughs) I don't I couldn't imagine someone making all those decisions for me I and like you have always been the rebel even even as a young child when someone told me no I would wait till they turn their back to do something right like I just couldn't take no <laughs> I just had to do it myself and so to have that it it's crushing um yeah it's like how can you be alive when I, I wasn't decisions yeah you I aren't. wasn't I didn't feel alive that's the oh. thing I cry every day I was just in my room I was just in the bathroom I just cry because I felt so miserable for myself mm. you know I couldn't do anything yeah and I decided to just pack up and I left yeah wow that's very brave too, just to be able to go and it, it, it was brave, it was risky, but then I was like, I can't live like this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't I can't go through with this mar- arranged marriage. I don't know the guy. I don't I'm 18 years old. I can't be married yet. Like I just can't. I just have a lot of things I want to do. So that's why I just took off. Yeah. And I, I could see that too. Yeah. Just not being able to see your future because it's someone else's for you. Um, yeah, so I can see like I, I was going crazy because everybody, everything was so deciding me. I was going crazy. Like go talk to this guy, this guy do this. And it's, I was just like, I feel like a puppet. People are pushing me. Or, oh, you, you know, go here, go there. And I was just like, I was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I was exhausting. And, um, so I just decided just trying to make it on my own and people my family still thing is dirty money for what I do and I don't oh. care it's, mm. yeah okay whatever it's dirty money whatever I don't care but don't don't be you know you you might look down on me but I I knew who I am yeah 
do they ever ask you for money? That's a very personal yeah. question. Yeah. But and that's funny because it's dirty money, right? So when my cousin need help, they will ask it for it for me. And that's one thing I realized that, like you say, uh, the friends that you choose, the family that you choose is better because my real family will always come around when they need me. Mm. Like when they need me, they were like, oh, hi, can you help me do this? But when they don't need you anymore, they won't talk to you. And you're this dirty you know, porn stars that are ashamed oh. to the family and stuff. So I cut them off and I don't talk to them anymore. My mom's yeah. the only one that I talk to and she's always trying to reunion me back to my family. I say, I don't want, I don't know why you want to do that. Like I'm okay on my own. I don't want to be in that situation anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, you know but you know mom they always want to be the whole family together and I say I'm okay on my I don't want to be there and feel like an outcast anymore I was that already I don't want to go back and hear the gossip real you know real time you guys can talk about me when I'm not here I don't care but I don't want you all talking about me while I'm sitting here too so let's just not worry about that <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, all my friends and it, it just, because my friends is also a sex worker and I don't yeah. care. They, so they, you guys understand. are like the most supportive people I've met that better than my own family has ever treated me. So mm -hmm. I would defend for them, you know? Yeah. So, so then I think, you know, I just feel like it's my peace worth more than anything right now. My peace of mind. Yeah, I can see that. Um, what would you like everyone to know about sex working, sex workers, that life? Just treat them like a human being. Just don't, don't treat them us like an object. We're able to keep things separately. You know, it's, it's very different. It's on me on camera. It's very different, but talk to us like a real person. When you see me out in the public because yeah. when people recognize me in public some are really nice but some are very like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh. um I'm sure you have tried plenty of different sexual things and have had all sorts of stories to share but are there any of your favorites um I think some of my favorite is uh, when I was in a swinger lifestyle Okay, because I because I, I tried it out before, and uh -huh. it was so funny because a lot of the swingers that I know have the uh, like a strictest job, like a police officer or nurses or mm -hmm. you know doctor, school teacher, yeah, school teachers, and I find that so fascinating because you you have this like really yeah strict uh job out there and then there's you right here at the swinger party and we're having fun like, I just couldn't see that side and that's <laughs> when I realized as people has two sides no matter how educated they are there's always sex in them it's like you know nature to us to be a sexual person yeah and there's yes. nothing wrong with sex no and yeah, because all the people, my friend be like, well, are they weird? It's like, no, they normal people. They educated, like professional. They, I actually enjoyed it going to swinger party than a regular club. Because oh, yeah. Everyone was so respectful. Nobody was like all the men was respectful. They're very educated. 
and but they just have because of their job is so strict that they just have this size of them mm-hmm. so they were the hidden go, side almost. yeah the hidden yeah. side the swinger life and it was so yeah. funny <laughs> I would have to say the same. I mean, I have been involved in that community myself and have seen those, that duality of it, you know, where they have to keep them very separate. They could have catastrophic, um, you know, if somebody else found out about it and use that information, it's really hard for you. Your face is online. You know, someone could Google it's, it's a lot of things. So um, was there a point where you were going back and forth to, if I keep going down this, you know, this journey, this path, I, there's no coming back. Like I can't hide it anymore. Yeah. I think the moment I joined, uh, I signed with my agency for porn. I knew I ain't coming back. Cause I, <laughs> you know, the first time I was like, you know what? I don't think people are going to notice me. There's so many porn star girl out there. But then me being Asian, there's not many of us. And my accent is mm. it give it away. So, yes. and, and I was surprised people like me. I was like, because <laughs> I was told, you know, like my whole life, like I was just this nerdy girl, very introvert girl. And when mm. people like me, I was like, really? Like, you like me? You think I'm pretty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that story. Yeah. So when you signed, you knew there was no coming back. There, there was no coming back, but I want to see, I, I'm so curious. I want to see what I can make out of it. Mm-hmm. I, this, this, you know, I'm always sexual person. So instead of hiding it, I want to see what, what can I do about it? And I want to make a business out of it. I want to save my money. I want to pay back, you know, all my student loan and I want to invest. I want to use this as a ladder to do other things too. I want to do other things. There's so many things I want to do, but I need money. Let's be honest. We all need money. We all need money. We all need money. So in order (laughs) to do it, I have, you know, like I, I, there's this thing. I love acting. So I want to do it and figure, and then ended up, I just figured, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. After my first scene in porn, I said, oh, you know, I can do this. I actually, I like this. I'm actually good at this. (laughs) I love that. I love it. That just building that, you know, uh, self-esteem up and everything is really fun. Yeah. Because I was told growing up, you know, from all my family that you're only good enough to marry some rich guy, or you only Mm. good enough to be this housewife you can't do this like what kind of woman like my mom freaked out when I told her I have my own company with you know the real estate I have my own company and I have my own company with the sex stuff and she freaked out she said you have your own company like it was so hard for her to process because the woman in the Asian community it's it's built almost to be submissive yeah. Like they go with what their husband want to do. They already do is cooking, cleaning, and that's about it. Like any mm-hmm. woman like you talking, having your own podcast will be like, what? Like you do your own thing? Like that's like, does your husband know that? Did you ask for permission? Did he tell you to do it? Yeah. And um, that was the number one question my family asked me when they found out about, you know, porn. Like, did you get forced to do it? And oh, wow. Yeah, they ask like you get forced to do it. Did someone force you to do? Is your you know is your boyfriend or is your ex making you do it? I say, 
no, nobody making me do it. I drag myself to the agency. I sign up myself. I go wow. on the, and I want to tell people like these sex worker, a lot of us just enjoy sex. We don't do it because somebody forced us to do it. Mm-hmm. We just do it because we like sex. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not being trafficked or anything like that. And that's where the dark side of the media, you know, like we were talking about can go with one story and make it true for everybody else. Um, So of course they're going to show the most drastic story. The scariest one, the one that's going to get the views. right? Yeah. But if you see like her face in the camera, you know, she signed a release. Doesn't I hate to kill fantasy. You know, a lot of my, my buddy will be like, Oh, well, I mean, bang bus is real, right? Because it's just picking up the girl off the street. I say, no, it just act like it's real. It yeah. makes you want to <laughs> believe it's real. But if she signed a, her face show, that's mean they sign it. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to risk being sued or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, my mom just freaked out when I tell her, no, I did it on my own. Love that. <laughs> I you can I, do it on your own. Yeah, and I could do on my own. And I tell her, look, I'm gonna make something out of this. I'm gonna make more money than my sister. I can because my sister married some rich guy or whatever. And mm. that, that's all she is. She just married somebody's rich. I was like, I don't want to be that like like that. I told my mom, I would make something out of it. I'm gonna make my own money. And this is what I do. So whether or not you don't want to talk to me anymore, then okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know. So so we did stop talking for like a few years. Yeah. Because every time she kept crying, she called me, she kept crying. Like, why do you do this? Why are you keep doing this? When are you going to quit? It's like, I don't know when I'm going to quit. It's whenever I feel like quitting. <laughs> On my own terms. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So when, what do you, you see your future looking like? You know, yes, you want to go in real estate and build that and invest in everything else. But what's the next thing for Cindy Starfall? Um, I definitely want to do outside of my real estate that I'm already doing now. And then the OnlyFans work, I want to start a mentorship program for um, women in the industry. Like Mm. you have to build wealth. Like I was able enough to save up my money and help invest, but not a lot of people would teach you how to do it, especially with sex worker. You don't know how to navigate through life because a lot of people will look at you like well you're a porn star you don't have a w-2 or a 1099 like so I want to teach them the business side of it so that they can be normal in our society and people don't have to apply to get a new car or get a house using you know like being a porn star and be discriminated yeah yeah the stigma is still there yeah, so I want to make a mentorship program to teach how to build wealth. I love that. I love that. I mean, you have those types of roles and coaches and and other things for, I mean, like high school and college everything. athletes and that yeah, go into everything. professional. Yeah, everything. And so they're like, we don't know what to do with our money. We're but just nobody, good at playing football. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody helps sex worker because- you know, nobody teaches the, the agency needs money from you. The production company not going to teach you because that's mean you will quit when you make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's not a, lot, a business decision for them, but it is yes. for you. 
and I want to help because I see so many new girls and also my friends too, all of my best friends. And they, they just say, well, how do you even start in real estate? How do you, how do you even buy a house? How do you do this? And I, mm-hmm. I help them and um, I give them advice and stuff. And they just say, you should start a class. <laughs> so yeah. I say, okay, I'm really busy right now, but that could be my goal to start a mentorship program to help mm-hmm. girls to do that. I think that's a beautiful mission and something really to shoot for because you're giving back to society, right? You're building people up more than tearing someone down or using someone. I think that's just beautiful. Because in this this business is mainly, believe it or not, a lot of production company and agents are just male dominated. Yes. Yeah. It's male. They don't know a lot about our female body. They don't care if you're on your period. They don't care if you do this. They just want mm-hmm. you to show up on set, suck a, a biggest cock, and they just <laughs> don't care about your body. It's, yeah. And I just tell girls that. And I know it's harsh, true, and I could be very direct and straightforward, but a lot of time they don't tell you that. So... I well, want that served you well to be straightforward and direct. Yeah, out. but you know, a lot of girls think they come in and they just get pushed to do all these things that they're not comfortable of doing. Like the mm-hmm. more you give a producer, the more he will ask for more. Like, oh. so you have to learn your limit of how to do that. And I want to have a mentorship program to help not only build confidence, helping them be you know, be a better person, but mainly just so that they don't feel stuck. Yes, you can be in sex work. That's okay. But if you want to do other things, you want to start a salon, you want to do fashion, you want to do other things, you could do other things too, but this is how you can do it. Yes. I love that. Well, and just learning how to say no and setting boundaries. So then you still get to be that owner of your body and your choices. Um, Because like you, if someone went into this to earn freedom and get freedom from a life that wasn't offering that they don't want to go into more constraints yeah and more well, dead ends and that's what some agent does luckily I was lucky enough to with my agent but there are agents out there that are making you do things and put you on a notice if you don't accept a certain booking mm. so you have to be upfront with them this is what I don't do and I'm very like upfront and a lot of fans too. If they don't love you for who you are, they make you, oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do anal? Why don't you do this? It's, and I have to constantly tell them, it's my body. I do whatever I want. I yeah. think fans just think like when you're, we're they able to see us naked, they're allowed to dictate what we what they could do with our body. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they know I hold all the cards. I have more power. I feel like when I um, am in that position, because I do get to say no and I get to say yes. And I'm the one in control of my body. So I love that you're highlighting that for others who may feel like they had that taken away. Or yeah, are worried that they will have that taken away if they do go into that industry. Yeah, because a lot of girls, they feel stuck, right? Like they feel stuck that they have, oh, well, I have to take this booking even though I don't want to. 
or else I get blacklisted. Mm -hmm. But if you have like a wealth going up, you have something else going on that you no longer living paycheck to paycheck to even accept that you'll be yeah, like, well, you get to okay. say no. Cause yeah, it's okay. I'll book other things. I'll do my own things. Then you get to say no. And I think that's very important in this business. Be able to say no. Maybe it's from where I was from. I wasn't able to say no. Mm. So I did, like you said, I didn't want to go back and I didn't want to go back. I want it. I didn't want to have to ask my agent now permission if I can travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be terrible. You're just switching one double for another. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it can't work with me. So a lot of people in the industry does think I'm a bitch or I'm a diva for and I say, okay, well, depend on some people, you know, like, you know me and you say, well, Cindy is very sweet. And if you ask another person, well, Cindy is very diva. She requests, you know, this, this, and it's just like, I'm just doing <laughs> what best for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, and you get to ask for that. I love that because even women in our society, we're still getting, we're still learning how to use our voice. We're still learning that we have a voice. Um, and so, and not just women, um, but historically it's always been women who have been quieted. So there's, there's men, there's plenty of other non-binary folks too, who, who are still learning to use their voice. Yeah. Um, so I love that you you're flexing that for everyone to follow and a role model for others. I think that mentorship, um, will be a beautiful ad to the industry and really, um, you know, create a lot of, again, more freedom for other people. So I love yeah. that. Power um, empowerment. I love yeah. seeing women's confident, like you just able to speak their mind and just be, have a company that women's own and so, something that can help them mentally, you know, to, to be better and to able to do a lot of things that they want to do. Cause I have a lot of girls girlfriends want to do a lot of things but they don't know how to get to that point and that's what I want my mentorship to to teach you or train you help to train you how to get to the other side yeah so that you so quick whatever you want if because sex work let's be honest it's not forever you cannot use your body forever you can it's exhausting and I was gonna say that's just older. tiring me out <laughs> It's tiring. You're right. You can't do it when you're 40 years old, 50 years old. You they're just the time when you just don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see them stuck. And like a lot of girls story that I hear, they just feel stuck that they can't say anything. And I don't want that. I want to teach you with my mentorship to get to that point and whatever mm -hmm. you want to do with your life. Because I see a lot of potential in a lot of girls, but I think they just need a push or somebody to help them to mm -hmm. um, like educate them to get to that point. And someone who's done it too. So they can, they, they yeah. see your success. They know yeah. it's possible to be able to go do yeah, it. I yeah. think that's a big one. Not just someone trying to sell you a program. Yeah. It's not just somebody no like come out, not in porn out of the street, just like yeah. you should do this. You should do that. And that's what I feel like. I want to use my experience. It is an example, like the mistakes that I make when I first came in, in the business, I wish that other people would teach me. And now, you know, I want to help you don't not make that mistake ever again. I love that. Well, I hope all the success for you when you're ready to take off with that mentorship program. Um, 
But if someone wants to know or get products or services or other things from you, where can they find you now? You can follow me on Instagram at CStarFa and on Twitter at Cindy Starfa. If you need anything merchandise from me, t-shirt, you can go on my online store at cindystarfa.net. If you need to see new video, make sure you follow my OnlyFans site. Love it. Yes. Thank you so much for your time, Cindy. It really has been eye-opening to hear it from your experience and knowing that you are so empowered, you are choosing every day what you do. I love it. Um, So it's been such a joy to chat with you today. And for all of our listeners, I hope you found something new. Um, Maybe if it was just you're unaware of how this works, (laughs) works <laughs> on the porn industry, you know, some of the behind the door, um, things that happen, real people, they're just real people. And, um, if you want to know more about our show, you can find us at saltysexcast.com or on all podcast streaming platforms, or at least the ones that matter and <laughs> YouTube. So if you want to see Cindy's beautiful face, tune into our YouTube show. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. Thank you again, Cindy. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.